0: Is now the ultimate power in the universe. of so Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great band. They jib jab, jib jab, jib jab, jib jab. Pat and AJ. You know, I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the
1: Pat and AJ
0: Podcast. Pat and AJ Podcast. And AJ. Okay. Downfall. <laughs> of being in hawaii i know because what? you're thinking no shut
1: up right now just stop oh my talking god.
0: <laughs> oh my god pat there's no downfalls okay listen there are downfalls
1: yeah what well, like what
0: hawaii during a pandemic means bathrooms which are normally pretty abundant hawaii has great public facilities because it's a public park town all the beaches are public people hang out in the parks a lot of great places to do your business. During a pandemic, those times have changed. Uh oh. Not only are all the public facilities closed, but everything else is closed mainly for takeout orders. So you can't even run into a McDonald's, like, let's not lie, two years ago, you've done a million times, pulled over, gotten into the golden arches, and dropped the deuce, right? You've <laughs> done it, I've done it. <laughs> When you are eating yummy Hawaiian food and you quickly realize that you need to go ahead and have a moment, oh! and there is nowhere for you to have said moment at, <laughs> you understand how people get photographed pooping on the side of the road. <laughs>
1: when you got to go, I'm you got to sol- go.
0: <laughs> Where I'm staying is a solid 15 minutes up the mountain, as we say. So when I was down the mountain having lunch... And enjoying it so much. Uh oh, did it go right but through you? Realizing the churning that was going oh, on, no. I was like <laughs> the pandemic and Hawaii, I'm just saying, there is a downfall. And it was I almost pooped my pants. Oh. Now I did I did race myself all the way back to um where I'm staying. See that's awkward
1: got, because then like you're racing up the mountain, and then like you gotta run in like a bat out of hell, and like hope nobody stops you to talk to you, so you don't, Thank you. so you don't have to say, "Oh my god, get out of my way! I'm gonna shit my pants." Thank you. <laughs> and
0: it's not my house, so it's not like you know your own house. You can
1: run in and just scream, "I've gotta go to the bathroom!" You, in your own house, like pooping is 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 can be an event because it's your house. When yes. it's somebody else's you. house, you don't exactly announce it.
0: Oh, luckily. Few false alarms on the drive up, but I was able to contain and had my. Uh Private moment here, in my own private bathroom.
1: Well, I am slightly disappointed that you didn't shit your pants because that would have been a great story. I know that's that. That's a podcast that
0: AJ wants to start. It's called "And Then I Shit My Pants" because we realize we both have multiple stories now where we've shit our pants as adults, and, not um, as babies in diapers. Because yeah, no, 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 no. I was told
1: that happened, I don't remember it, but yeah. you know, when you start talking about it, people have stories lots of they lots do. of grown healthy folks have stories about shit in their pants so why not why not so, talk about it normalize you it you said you <laughs>
0: You said you you want to make it like like one of those Comedy Central YouTube like you know uh, videos we watch. They have a bunch of them. Like uh, they have ones like I can't believe this is happening. Things like yeah. that. So you you want it to be where someone tells a story and the punchline is and then, and I, then shit I shit my, my pants.
1: I, yeah. So it's everything
0: leading up to it because that's the story, not the actual pooping. It's 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 what you ate, but, where you were, but. are you on a date? Are you by yourself? Are you wearing a white dress? Can you get to your house in time. I will say. Do you need someone to turn down the bass on the car stereo because <laughs> it's rumbling too much? I
1: have lactose intolerance problems. I will say, when we do get to that point in the podcast, there is something to be said for the actual shitting of the pants because it's not quite what you think it is like i was very surprised the one time it happened to me <laughs> and i also i now we have
0: to do it now people are <laughs> are are, are going to demand this podcast i have
1: shit my pants it was in the last five years it was here in michigan and we'll discuss it at some point you know i all right but i do give that's a tease i get yeah i give myself credit because i was running it was when i was a runner so like that's a very well, hold on
0: that's all part, that's of, the story. part of the story again Again, we're we're hoping to have people on who have stories from running, um, from eating, from drinking. Oh, there's, uh, God, sure there's we'll some good drinking yeah. stories. There'll be some good uh, drug ones in there for my folks who went through addiction problems. I know all you heroin addicts, you've shit your pants at least once in your life. Oh, God.
1: I do. Uh, I I feel like I need to uh, message my friend Tom from college because he was the director of the first play I was in in college at uh, the mm-hmm. University of Wisconsin Milwaukee, and we were in this little theater in the the like the top level of the theater building. It was called the Black Box Theater. Was it the Black Box? Maybe it wasn't. It was a Black Box Theater. You know, everything's painted black. It's basically a room, yes. made to look like yes. a theater. And um, I was nineteen, barely. And that was my first college show. It was also my first college party. and That
0: was it. That was the big coming out. I
1: remember there was a lot of tequila and frozen pizza. Mm. And I remember, I'll never forget what he said, because I know I passed out in the bathroom at some point. I don't know what I did in there, but he said I made it look like a Jackson Pollock effigy. (laughs) which means uh, for those of which you, can mean yeah, one of two things, things. <laughs>
0: for those of you for who is that's a little bit too highbrow of a joke and I will confess the first time AJ told it to me it was a little bit too highbrow to for me I had google it
1: when he said that I'm like who's yes. Jackson Pollock <laughs>
0: Google Jackson Pollock, and then it's basically an artist who throws stuff at the wall, and it it, it explodes. I'm truly and wondering su- what
1: happened yes. in that bathroom, and and a part do, of me doesn't want so, uh, we'll, we'll to know. So we'll we'll get to that in the and then I shit my pants podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think I shit what my pants because I did go home the next day in Boy. the same pants. <laughs>
0: Boy, what else we have coming up that's going to be on this podcast? Hold on. We're going to talk mental health. We'll talk triggers.
1: Felt so bad because my mom is visiting from Milwaukee. My dad is in a nursing home for at least, we, we got the word last night, at least six more weeks recovering mm-hmm. from knee surgery. And um, she, she has MS. She doesn't get out much at home. She and my dad don't drive. So when she comes here, like if she wants to go shopping, I take her shopping. She hasn't been out shopping during the pandemic at all. And um, multiple times I had to say, hey, mom, don't forget the fitting rooms are closed. And I kid you not, in Target today, the look on her face. She had, <laughs> she had a walker full of clothes, and I said, "Oh yeah, the the, the fitting rooms are closed." She goes, "What?" I was
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, "Your mom is very old school," in the fact, like how my mom was. They like when they wanted to go clothes shopping, it meant like it was a fucking event. It was like you you go out and you get some food, and then you go to the store, and then you try on clothes, and this looks good. Maybe you try on a hundred percent, but you only buy twenty percent, And no, in the pandemic, you get in, you get what you need, and you get out. And you touch as minimal things as possible. So was your mom just legit? Like, she is, for all intents and purposes, uh, she is pretty homebound. Yeah. So is she just that shut in where she yes. did not realize this is what it's like now?
1: Yes. Um. So yesterday, we went to Community Threads, which is just the best thrift store ever, and I'm going to be sad when we move away from here. We went to Community Threads um, at Genesee Valley Center at the mall. Um, she was super excited about it. Me and my mom, we love to thrift, but yeah. most thrift stores have like no return policies because everything's so damn cheap. They actually allow you to return stuff right now because you can't try it on. So, and I, I, I had forgotten to tell my mom that the fitting rooms were not open, and she walked up to me. I mean, I swear to God, probably 10 shirts, eight pairs of pants. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure those fit? Because you can't try oh them my on. Oh
0: God, I love um,
1: it. So that was, and, and we ended up returning about 50% of it. She kept about half, so that wasn't bad. Um, but then today we went to Target and she ended up trying on a pair of pants over the jeans she was wearing in the middle of the store because she needed to find out if they fit. I told her, I eyed them up. I said, those will fit. If they don't, we bring them back. Yeah. And she was just... See, yeah now, yeah, now you're shopping like guys. Yeah.
0: That's what we do.
1: We eye it, we're like, yeah, and then you take it home, and either it works or it doesn't. Well, and she felt bad, because she's like, you know, I say we can take it back, that means I take it back, because she doesn't drive, and she's she's staying here right now. And I said, Ma, I'm unemployed right now. I have all the time in the world to take back your $12 pair of jeans. <laughs> all right, hey, listen, hang
0: out. We got fun things coming up. Good news, too. Hold on. Hold oh, feels- on. The good news with Pat and AJ. I'm
1: still not entirely sure how I feel about this doorbell cam phenomenon because we don't have one. And I feel like we're the only ones in our subdivision that don't. Do
0: you know why? Because we're always home. That's why. (laughs) It's the only reason why we don't have it. There's no reason. We see everything that happens already.
1: But sometimes these doorbell cameras, um, they've solved crimes in the past. I mean, they, they, they do do some good. And they caught something great the other day. Um, So a woman in Florida had a doorbell cam. Her name is Deborah Crosby. She was checking out at a Walmart in Jacksonville and realized she didn't have her wallet. Worst feeling ever, especially when people are behind you in line because it's just, absolutely you are just the asshole right there. And she probably knew it. Um, She had dropped it in the parking lot and didn't know it. She drove home. Wondering, okay, how am I going to replace all this stuff, including her military ID? Like, oh, so you like you got to go turn
0: off all the credit cards, yeah. you have to get new IDs. As, as, this as, is as, all a huge pain. As the
1: daughter of a, a Navy vet, I can tell you, it's very easy to call your credit card companies and cancel everything, hoping they didn't charge anything. A military ID is a pain in the rumpus to replace. And during a pandemic, people can't even get
0: into DMVs yeah. to, like, get their licenses renewed.
1: Yeah, so it replacing stuff. What a nightmare. So um, she got a notification on her phone that somebody was at her door because that's what these doorbell cams do. They, they bounce to your phone. Apparently, there was a guy there who she calls her guardian angel. It was an unidentified man returning her wallet. There you go. Um, So I guess she is a science teacher at a local middle school. And she said, I just couldn't believe anybody would return it. She said, this person went out of his way. I get there and the wallet and the credit cards, everything are in there. She said she lives 20 minutes from this Walmart and couldn't believe the kindness of someone going so above and beyond. And I guess like she, I don't know if he wanted to remain anonymous, but she said, if he's watching this, I want him to know that this makes me so proud. I have three sons of my own. I hope one day they do the exact same thing.
0: That is a beautiful story. You got to have faith in humanity. I guess
1: I just don't understand. Like, I mean, a wallet, I guess. I don't know. This happened to us a couple of years ago. We got a, like a check in the mail and it absolutely was not for us. And it wasn't meant for our house. And it was for the subdivision next to us. And I went and I dropped it off at the lady's house and she was like floored that I would do that. And I'm like, well, first of all, that was a lot closer than this guy. This guy drove like almost a half hour to drop off the wallet. But yeah, I don't know. It's just so strange to me that you wouldn't do that. I, I really do. I do believe people are getting kinder. I truly believe that. And I think this guy is a wonderful example of, of kindness in action.
0: And whenever good news can come out of Florida, <laughs> let's let's all celebrate. We celebrate everybody. at
1: times 10. The good news is up at patandaj.com. You guys make me
0: feel good. Spread the good news now at patandaj.com.
1: Yesterday, I realized so much how I am craving human interaction. And I'm not talking like, you know, music festivals and concerts. Just any kind of human interaction I stopped at a medical supply store yesterday in uh, Flint Township to uh, buy my mom some new hand grips for her walker she has a walker that's like 15 years old and um, it, it belonged to like her mother-in-law, my grandma before she died. I mean, this thing is, but it's in good. Buy your mom a new walker for Christ's well, Come on. It's not like it's gold well, or something. Well, no, she, she loves this walker and it's, it's in good shape, except the, the grips were like foam and she had them taped. And I'm like, this is dumb. Let's get you new grips. But I'm like, I've never really bought... Something like that before. So I called the medical supply store and they're like, well, I think we have them. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be right by there. I'll just stop in with the walker and you can tell me. So I stopped by this medical supply store. And first, the first thing the guy at the desk says is, ooh, I don't think we sell those. And I'm like, of course. Like it, it was just, that's one of those weird things that's going to be hard to find. Yeah. And also, I'm afraid to buy them online because what if they don't fit? You know, you end up just going sure. back and forth. And he goes, you know what? have a seat. I'm going to go downstairs and, and check. So I sat down in this row of chairs because it's a medical supply store. So there are places to sit. Um, I sat down and I mean, I feel like this guy went to the bottom of the Mary Poppins bag to find stuff. Cause he was down there a long time. <laughs> like I just imagined what this, this basement looks like. Like if it's like, you know, the, like a giant library of stuff. Um, but while I was waiting, this guy came up to me and and I, I was having the most horrific day yesterday and it literally only got worse till I went to bed. I went to bed to make it stop yesterday. It was so bad. And this guy came up to me and he said, Hey. And at first I thought he was going to say, Didn't you used to work at the radio station? Because that's usually uh, what people know, say. That's the
0: worst, right? But yeah. I was
1: wearing a mask and I wasn't really talking. He goes, Hey, where do you get your hair done? And I said, Oh, um, I get it done at Indulgence Salon and Boutique on Bristol Road. And he goes, my wife wants her hair done like yours. And your, your hair is really pretty. I said, thank Aww. you. And then we started. You sure he just wasn't uh, hitting on him, maybe? No, he was. I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, because his, p- his wife did come over to talk to me later. She was buying okay. something. Um, yeah, I was going to say, if if the wife's not there, no. then it's a total pickup line. No, he's then like, it, he's like my wife's like over the- there. And then she came over and talked yeah.
0: to me. Okay. All right.
1: Um, but he was just really nice and he was like, yeah, you know, she hasn't had her hair done since before the pandemic. She's been doing it herself Uh, and you know, he was like, Oh, that that's that salon, that little house next to Donna's donuts. I'm like, yeah, I've gone there for years. The the owner is my neighbor. I love her. And then his wife came over and started talking to me and telling me about how she's been dying her own hair. And she's like, it's just awful. And I want to get it done. And we just had this really nice conversation. And I like wrote, you know, wrote down my hairstylist name and where she works and stuff. And man, when I left there, like we were still talking as I walked out the door. Um, First of all, the guy at uh, Benson's Medical Supply, who absolutely deserves the cowbell. There you go. Not only did he find two Walker hand grips for me, but he gave them to me for free because apparently he pulled them off a display model. (laughs) There you go. Now they're yours. He just handed me these two grips. He's like, here you go. I'm like, are you sure? He goes, yeah, it's fine. So that, See, I that was amazing. That I'm getting,
0: I'm like getting worse at social interaction because I've just been inside so much, you know, like I, I, the other day, someone said that they liked my pants and I almost didn't know how to talk, you know, because I'm
1: just,
0: you know, I think the cashier at, um walmart or target one of them gave me shit because i literally like glazed over <laughs> all the questions like she asked me it
1: is no i'm not listen i'm not saying it's not like, hard it's it is so, it's I'm difficult not saying, it was nice I'm not though saying, what i'm saying is like my interaction yeah. was oh, nice yeah. and something that small made a horrific day a little yeah. bit brighter and it was wonderful because you, you don't talk to strangers in person anymore Good. it doesn't happen
0: Good. I'm glad it wasn't me, because if it was me, then you would have been just, like, let down massively. It would have been awkward conversation, like a marble mush would come out. <laughs> You'd be like, I know why that guy's at the medical uh, supply listen, store. I right. ha- when he
1: started talking to me, I had to kind of, like, <laughs> compose myself and figure I- it took a long huh? time for- my- What to know? My- yes. Mm. My brain was not telling my mouth what to say, and I was like, oh, uh, bleh. And I said, well, I asked him because I actually did my hair yesterday because we were leaving the house. I said, he's like, where do you get your hair done? And I said, do you mean like, do you like the color or the the style? And I could not figure out how to say that. And I bumbled along for like a solid, awkward five seconds. But once I got it out, yeah, once I got it out, it was a really nice conversation. I certainly hope she goes to get her hair done because she deserves it. But it was just really, it was very odd. It was the first interaction I've had with strangers in public in a while. road
0: to recovery we're going to have as a nation. That's going to be our (laughs) real road to recovery. How the hell do we learn to talk to each other again?
1: Right? I I saw a great meme the other day. It was about, like, we've all just run out of stuff to say. Everybody is sick of Zoom meetings and Zoom hangouts. And we're all just exhausted. And, you know, texts are taking longer to reply to. And you know what? it's okay all right we are all adjusting this is a process i think we can all say that it's been almost Mm -hmm. a a year exactly but yeah no i think it is going to be a really awkward transition back into normal life to like actually see people
0: we're gonna have classes about this we're gonna have conferences like can you how to say hello pat and aj AJ. podcast from paradise Not the ones that go bang, bang. How much do you know about triggers? And no, I'm not talking trigger warning like this movie contains um, the color fuchsia. And if you are sensitive to fuchsia, this is your trigger warning. I'm not talking about that kind of trigger.
1: So what kind of trigger
0: are you talking about? Do you know your triggers in life in general? No. No. It's a really interesting thing, um, being the fact that I've been a, immersed in the mental health game and, and learning so much about just the way we all operate and about how our childhood and all types of things uh, influence who we are and how we uh, act as adults. And it's interesting, at least from my standpoint, to start to recognize and to be able to identify my triggers in life. Um, I don't know about you. Um here, I'll do an example. I've been watching Survivor. Right? Streaming Survivor, binging some Survivor.
1: I have no Anna, I had no idea you were watching Survivor. You've only told me every time we've talked on the phone.
0: <laughs> I have no he's, one to talk to it about. Except I know, he's my, very excited. <laughs> yeah. Except my roommate who's already watched every season. So she knows who won. She's like, I know who won. I'm like, don't tell me. But on Survivor, you see maybe someone say something vile to someone, right? Yeah. And, and that person reacts in a certain way. And why did that person react that way? Are they reacting specifically to that person or is it rooted in something else? On this season of survivor, I was watching a woman reacted very emotionally to getting into a verbal altercation with a man. Well, it's because she was verbally and emotionally abused by her father as a child, To the point to where she doesn't have contact with him and she was removed from his custody. So when she got into a sparring verbal match with someone and this man went at her a little hard, it took her to a deep, dark place and she had to really kind of reconcile that. So that's what I'm talking about, like with triggers, like like are there triggers in your life, AJ? I would say arguably up until recently, yours has been men in like authority, like very difficult, like like dad issues.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: AJ was always very sensitive to being mansplained, and it would
1: be unfortunately. I fought back really. I fought back back really hard. We had a we had a couple of radio jobs where we ended up having management figures that. Definitely treated me like I should be in the kitchen, and I did not react well to it at all. And
0: arguably, while some of those uh, uh, situations, I'd say, were in very poor taste and inappropriate, the root of it is probably more conflict that you have with your father, right? Yeah. And now, you're grown up, you realize that maybe the next time it happens, you don't come at that person... You know, thinking that they're your dad in your head. Like, you're not there to, you know, take them apart. So, you get what I'm saying, right?
1: Yeah, no, I've learned to uh, breathe and think before I speak. It's a really great talent that everybody should work on. <laughs> and, you know, let me tell you, I don't know, if it,
0: obviously, it comes to working on yourself with age, whatever, maturity. But I was able to do that this week. And it was like awesome. I was, so I'm staying at an Airbnb that's owned by a couple. And it's a very big home. I mean, this is a seven-figure home, and it literally has a wing where kind of they live and then another wing with, like, guest suites, and I'm occupying one of them. I I pay. You use common areas. Uh, that's pretty much what it is. This week, um, the homeowners came to me and asked me if I could cut down on my uh, usage of the hot tub.
1: Oh, the hot tub.
0: <laughs> now, yes, there is a hot tub and there is a pool. We're also at a higher elevation, so it is relatively cool. It is February it's cool. in it's, Hawaii. It's a
1: solid 10 degrees cooler than it is down yeah. by the beach. So if it's like, you know,
0: 70 to 75 degrees every day up there, water is obviously pretty cold, 50 degrees and below. As the owner says, if you jump in the pool, you might have a mangina. <laughs> Those were, words, yes, those, those were
1: his
0: words. Patrick has a manganese. Patrick has a manganese. Those were his words. but there was a a a hot tub portion and they showed me how it worked and the button there whatever. But the homeowners came to me and they said, "Hey, do you mind cutting down on the hot tub use?" They just said, "You know, we've really kind of burned through a lot of propane. And we know that you've been using the hot tub and, you know, you have to bring that whole. And and, and and I agree. Like when I get in it, it is cold. You have to heat it up before you get in. Keep it heating while you're in it. Turn it off. And then usually get out within 10 to 20 minutes after you turn it off. They were like, hey, no harm, no foul. But just do us a favor and do you mind laying off a little bit? I go, yeah, no problem. And after like an hour or two, it really started to eat in me
1: hmm I could tell, because he called me not long after this happened, and I could tell it was bothering him. And I said, well, I'm like, you
0: know, I just feel like when I got there, no one clearly told me like that there were limits, and I I mean, I don't know, but of course, I start, I'm start. i living in my own head, because I have no one out here, right? It's just me. So, you know, I talked to, 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 to AJ, and she says, yeah, I think you're kind of overreacting. She said they legit probably just didn't want you to use all the propane.
1: Well, and you also have to think of it this way, is that they normally rent the house out during the summer when they go back to the mainland and RV it for a few months. This, because they didn't get to rent it out last summer because of COVID, it sounds like they are renting out rooms in the house and they're not used to being there when people are renting them out as often. Like, they're, they're used to being gone, gone when people rent the house. So, this might th- be a learning well, curve. Yeah, and I think they have right now two long-term renters. Myself yeah.
0: myself, and the other woman here. We're both, we're not vacationers. We're literally both here doing the same thing. Yeah. So, we're both kind of long-term folks. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe that's it, whatever it is. But really, it was a very, like, okay exchange, and I didn't think about it. And then, like, a couple hours later, started, started gnawing it. At me, and the part that really gnawed at me was the fact that the one homeowner knew the amount of money that had been spent in propane. Like she specifically said, "Yeah, we've gone through X amount of dollars of propane since you've been here," and like that, just like that's the part that just kind of like was eating at me, like a little, yeah. like a little fungus, right? So I talked to AJ. She goes, nah, I wouldn't overthink it. Blah, 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 blah. But
1: and, I get it. Um, I'm a chronic overthinker, too, so I right? understand. Yeah, especially when you're all by yourself. When you're uh, when you're by yourself, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I go, and I talk to my roommate,
0: and she's awesome. She's a Air Force veteran, did, did, did two four-year tours. Now her husband's finishing up career. She's a triathlete. She's an air traffic controller. We're on the same page with ethics and morals and values and all that stuff. So I said, Hold on. She might be a good person to talk to about.
1: Yeah, it. she's a good uh good gauge for it. And
0: she immediately she she totally concurs with you. She goes, Yeah, you're living in your head a little bit. She goes, but I absolutely also see where you could take it as, you know, a little bit An of insult. A like Yeah. Yeah. Now we said two things. Me and her agreed on two things. One, there should be very clear
1: um, rules and expectations. Like you can't well, think about the, think about the other Airbnb we stay in when we go to yeah. Kona. They have. Like a book full of, this is how you use the hot tub. It has to be heated up for a while. You know, you can use this. Please don't touch that. That's the owners. But I mean, that's that's why I'm thinking this is just new territory for them. We concur
0: on that. And we also concur that they are just of a little bit of a different generation. Yeah. They're older. They are a little bit blunter. The one homeowner does have a law enforcement background. So that right there, you know, sometimes we always say cops hang out with cops and a cop bit of can authority, tell a cop. Yeah. Yeah, there's an authority thing there. She agreed it's a little bit of a generational. She goes, you know, she goes, I really just believe they're that blunt of people where they don't think this just here it is. You know it
1: r- reminds me of um your mom that one so- time. <laughs> Now we come
0: to what is called Pat's Trigger. And after speaking to my roommate, and my roommate basically concurring with my wife of, eh, I don't think it's anything to get upset about. But I can see but, why you're upset. But I get it. I, yes, yeah. but I understand. Very empathetic, yeah. but offering a fair assessment. Like a lightning bolt. Like Newton sitting underneath the tree and an apple pops on your head and you figure out the law of gravity. I flash back to a time when my mother was alive and well, and by alive and well, I mean alive and still a bipolar type two. <laughs> and my son was about one and a half. Yeah. And we had traveled to Chicago. Me, AJ, my Probably little about baby,
1: a f- five and a half hour, six
0: hour drive. My little baby boy, drive all the way to Chicago from wherever the fuck we were living at that time. And that night, it came time for shower and bath time. And my mother, in her very own unique way, tore (laughs) into me and AJ,
1: and if she could have, probably our son. Oh, she would have berated our one-and-a-half-year-old son if she could have. I mean, I'm surprised she didn't, to be honest. She wasn't the nicest lady. (laughs) Because of the
0: amount of hot water... We were using as a result of showering.
1: Yeah, because that night I remember I was taking a shower, and like a lot of moms, I mean, I didn't have to because you guys were there, but like a lot of moms, when your kid's a baby and, you know, old enough to like sit up, you can bring them in the shower with you. You know, they hang out, they play, you shower, you wash them up, everything's good, you know, that you don't let them out of your sight. So I did that, and apparently she thought I was using... She she Didn't she threaten us to pay her water bill that month? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Listen, I had more signed agreements with my mother. My mother would, on the spot, write up a contract. About how I would owe her money and they would make me sign it. I swear to Christ, there's tons of these where it says, I, Patrick Clark, will pay Janet Clark X amount of dollars for X amount of things signed. You know, that was my life. So I figured out that I had been triggered by the memory of my mother. Now, remember, I did intensive psychotherapy after my mom died. I went every single week. I figured out a lot about my life and why I've acted the way I've acted and the w- w- reason why I do what I do. And I've been able to do a lot better now because I'm able to zoom out. And when I figured it out, I said, holy shit, I am recreating my mother. I'm making Diana into my mom. Yeah. Yeah. I said, now take away the part that I'm a del diagnosed odd, and she's law enforcement. So there's an automatic like my my spidey senses go off. But what I'm really doing is I'm taking issues from my mom, and it's I'm putting it self
1: projection on
0: them. Yeah, you're self projecting. All, all of a sudden, now we're back in Chicago. I'm a new father who's stressed both emotionally, financially, spiritually. And my mother was alive and well and mentally ill and coming at me like only she could. And that I, I said, holy shit, that was it.
1: You know, it's funny. I It's so funny you say that because you describing this whole thing with the owner of the Airbnb, I just put it together too. I'm like, oh, yeah. That was like your mom. I'm so I get it. I totally get it. And I had for not that I had forgotten about it, but it's not something I think of like well, every my, day. My mom did
0: a lot of batshit crazy things. So it's very hard. It's yeah. very hard to categorize them all. They Nothing all just really stands out. Time. Yeah, they all kind of blend <laughs> together. <laughs> just,
1: you know, every once yeah. in a
0: while, one relates to what you're going through now. But <laughs> um, it was just for me. It was it was a beautiful thing. And again, it's never too late to to work on yourself and be a better person. And I feel like any day you can help connect the dots and make your roadmap a little bit easier to read, that's a good day.
1: Well, and you need to understand what your triggers are and really step back and try to look at them from a third party perspective because you won't learn anything if you let it trigger you and let your and let yourself react, however you're going to react. You got to figure out why you're reacting that way. And it doesn't mean you're going to stop reacting that way, like right away. Like you said, it's a process. So you have learned that that triggered you back to your mother, which I say 98% of your issues are from your mother. Oh yeah. Well, I mean,
0: I mean 99, I mean 99, hundred, you know, I mean, unfortunately that's, we all have something in our life. That's mine. I'm many so other, happy though because many other the, people have have other things that are much worse that are the defining shapers of their psyche, so
1: the night she did that, I was so hurt. And just because I was already, you know, I'm a new mom questioning myself as a mother, as a person. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm exhausted. I'm emotional. I'm trying to bathe my son after a six hour car ride. And my future mother-in-law is yelling at me for using too much hot water. And I just remember feeling like a half inch tall. And I'm like, I am a failure as a mother and blah, blah, blah. And I kept saying someday you'll laugh about it. And I said that someday is gonna be great. And I think that there someday is it. today, because now I can laugh
0: about everything. Now you can course. laugh about it.
1: <laughs> the Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available
0: on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. Pat